0: This episode of the Cloud Accounting Podcast is sponsored by Elephant. As a listener of this show, I'm pretty sure you've already embraced technology and practice efficiencies, but sometimes it's hard to find training in those areas. Some of you look to your state societies to get CPE credit, but those tend to be tax or audit focused and quite frankly, from what I've heard, pretty boring. Thankfully, our friends at Elephant have created education for tech savvy accountants and bookkeepers like yourself. They offer training on platforms like Xero, QuickBooks, and Zapier, webinars on topics like cryptocurrency and firm marketing, have all-star instructors who not only understand technology, but are using it to run their own practices. And just for you, Elephant is a special offer for cloud accounting podcast listeners. Visit elephanttraining.com slash CAP. That's E-L-E-F-A-N-T training.com slash CAP to receive 50% off your first webinar. Again, that's elephanttraining.com slash CAP for 50% off your first webinar. Elephant, building better practices one
1: bite at a time. Welcome to the Cloud Accounting Podcast. I'm Blake Oliver. And I'm David Leary. And we are live at QuickBooks Connect in San Jose.
0: Super live. It's like the first time Blake and I are sitting. We can touch. Watch. You can't see in the podcast. We're touching each other (laughs) as we
1: do this podcast. We we are. And uh, we are on the, what do you call this area? Um, the, I think they called it, they used to call this Main Street at one time at yes. QuickBooks Connect. It's the main walk, main drag. Well, yeah, we are we are between the main stage and Discovery Hall with all the exhibits. And uh, it's accountant day at QuickBooks Connect. Day one. Day one, and uh, there were some really great feature announcements uh, this morning at the keynote. I think like the, the first thing to be noted is a uh, Areej, and I'm
0: never gonna say her name last correctly, her last name, but it's a Areej. And Arish is uh, really encouraging because it's a female leader at Intuit. She's came up through the ranks. So she was a product manager. She's talked to a lot of accountants. She's always been in the accountants' group. And so she really understands the uh, the accountants' world. And this is her first keynote ever. And she she opened QuickBooks. Yes. Like
1: with her first keynote ever. It was really awesome. I'm really proud of Arish for doing that. Nailed it. And they had tons of stuff to talk about. So uh, shall we dig into the new features? Yeah, I think you have a list, right, of all in order. I, I do. There are quite a few. Um, The the first one here is is really a game changer, project profitability. Intuit has now integrated T-sheets with project profitability tracking. So you have all your employees enter in their time and assign it to a project, and uh, users, uh, business owners, accountants will be able to see the profitability of all of their projects on a single page.
0: Yeah, and I think the interesting thing about that, I think that's one of those features that really... fills that gap of people that, oh, QuickBooks Desktop does A, B, C, D, QuickBooks Online doesn't do this. And this really is like, well, here's one more thing QuickBooks Desktop
1: doesn't do that QuickBooks Online does do, or vice versa. Yep. Yeah, and it's going to be, I think, really just throws the gauntlet down at zero now. To, to build out that type of functionality because th- that to me is the number one thing that business owners are looking for is they they want to see projects and they want to see how much they're making on each project. Like, is it is it worth it? Because they kind of think in that mindset. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, you Absolutely. can have all the fancy reports you, you need all the cost of goods sold, all the good stuff and everything, but in the end, it comes down to these individual projects, especially for service businesses, which is what the majority of businesses that are on cloud accounting software so what's okay. next
0: um, before we jump into that please stop making eye contact with me, it's me <laughs> out. I'm used to talking to you in a closet <laughs> it, it is a little weird. odd yeah. <laughs> it's strange <All> right. <laughs> next up I think they talked about practice management stuff correct yes practice management it's the continued evolution in the QuickBooks Online Accountants Edition. Yes. Where more and more tasks for your team. So if you are a small team, two or three bookkeepers, they keep adding more and more functionality. I think um, one of the things that was interesting there was like task, right? Yes. It was like a task list. Yeah, you, so you, you
1: can create a task list in uh, QuickBooks uh, Practice Management and assign those tasks out to different staff. The idea is they come in uh, to QBOA and they see at a glance everything they need to do all in one place. They don't have to go look through their emails or anything like that. And I
0: think there was templates, right? So you could create a task template. That if you have to run payroll for client A, you could have a template of steps yes. to do? Yes. Uh, okay.
1: Yeah, and, and actually it rolls right into our next uh, feature, which is this amazing uh, email-to-work feature that, that uh, Intuit is now built. So the, I think I kind of missed this because I was sitting in the back, but uh, the, the idea is you can forward an email and it will create tasks automatically using AI.
0: Yeah, I wasn't too. Obviously, they covered a lot, and, and the demos are very, very fast that they're covering, but that was the gist of it. You could get any of your emails, it doesn't matter where your emails are at. If you have client related emails, you just forward them to QuickBooks, and then a task is created. Now, I don't know if it's creating a task based on the context of the email, or if it's just taking a task like, hey, read this email. But yeah. it gets you, so you, if you set up a rule, you don't have to leave QuickBooks Online now to run your firm because all those emails from your clients will be showing
1: up in QuickBooks Online if you yeah. think about it that way. Really interesting. Uh, n- some more automation is statement auto import. That was a big one. That might have had the, almost a standing
0: ovation. <laughs> like, people really <laughs> want to see their bank statements come in. And yeah. it really makes sense. We talked about this before. Bank feeds but Everybody wants bank feeds, it makes yeah. sense. It makes sense when you're getting the feed of the transactions, just get the bank statements as well. And so apparently Intuit is now, with QuickBooks, gonna bring those bank statements straight into QuickBooks Online. Now, I don't think they're doing any OCR uh, uh, of the bank statements, they're just there, so yeah. you can reference them and look at them if you need yeah, to. Yeah, and, and,
1: and I mean, it's something that you, People are used to logging into online banking uh, to get those statements, but I mean, when you have to do that across dozens of clients or hundreds of clients every month, that can be really tedious. So, uh, should be a nice, nice feature. It, like, literally, I mean, it literally—I
0: thought people were going to stand and applause. We have got the loudest applause of all the features today, uh, and it seems so obvious. Like it's something it should have been doing decades ago. Yeah,
1: it's, it's exciting. Well, I'm interested to see you know how many banks this actually rolls out with to start, because every bank is different. And so, like, creating that feed to pull in those PDF bank statements, it's going to be a challenge. So I, I can't imagine it'll be everyone all at once.
0: And the bad news is they, they put a URL out, which I don't know, but they were only going to let 250 people into this early beta test. Yeah. And I'm sure it's filled by now, so. Yeah, probably. So if, <laughs> if, if you're listening to this way after the
1: fact, you've missed your chance. Um Another feature that was announced is the client overview page. I'm not sure if that is live yet or if that is uh, coming, but the idea with this is that uh, when you get a new client, you as the accountant are going to be able to go to this client overview page and see uh, in one place a lot of the information that um, that you might gather on your own uh, in digging through a QuickBooks file to see, you know, is it reconciled? Are there issues that you need to fix? And the idea is to help you uh, be able to create that quote, say, for the cleanup work that you're going to have to do.
0: It lets you start doing advisory work at the very first level of like, oh, I see you're using payroll. You're not using yes. payroll. You're using apps A, B, and C. You've never reconciled ever. And to give you some, some basic uh, reports so you can start having that very first day one conversation, you're not coming in blind, Yep. Right? which is really interesting. So once you connect, once they add you to their QBO as the accountant, you instantly will have
1: this dashboard that tells you all about that client. Yeah, so uh, you're gonna see the setup status. You're gonna see what features are turned on, if it's payroll, sales tax, if they're using that. Uh, You'll see what apps are connected. That's a cool one. So you'll see if they've got, you know, Fathom connected to QuickBooks, or they've got, you know, Gusto set up or whatnot. And then there's going to be a page of common issues showing you know, unreconciled, not unreconciled transactions. Um, oh, a uh, number of transactions in undeposited funds. That's a big one, right? Uh, the business owners are always messing that up. And you'll be able to click into those uh, numbers to drill down into the transactions, which is pretty cool. So, like from my perspective, um, this is going to automate. Uh, several hours of work that we used to do manually when we were onboarding new clients or not onboarding, but uh, uh, doing the the dive into their QuickBooks file to de- determine what the, you know, what fees we, we would charge them. Basically we'd have a, like a list of, of things to go look for like uh, undeposited funds or unreconciled transactions or all that. And now it's all gonna be in one place automatically. Yeah. That's pretty cool.
0: And within, what's interesting about this, cause it's using, you know, machine logic and, or, mm-hmm. and, uh, Machine learning. Machine learning, sorry. Machine learning and uh, AI to do this. And it used to take you a lot of time, so you'd have to bill your client for that. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to do this first assessment or file, and I'm going to charge you $600. Yeah, we would
1: charge people $500 bucks for their
0: assessment minimum. Now you might be able to not have to charge them at all. Yeah. Because this is just good enough. Yep. Right? Uh, the only thing I noticed they didn't have in that is it should probably show any other... Accountants or bookkeepers you've invited to your QuickBooks <laughs>
1: online file because they, you can invite more than one. It'd be nice to know who else has been invited. That's a good one. What else? Um, uh, on the roadmap. So they announced that benchmarking is on the roadmap for QuickBooks, uh, which is it's going to be interesting. I, I'm curious to see how that actually works. Uh, you know, the idea of being like, oh, I, I, I have a client that is a retail shop. I can benchmark them against, you know, other retail shops or something like that. I mean,
0: and hopefully they use QuickBooks data. Because yeah. I think you can get benchmarking stuff and some other tools out there, and they just use those the NICS codes or something, yeah, right? Yeah. And then there's some standard industry numbers, and there's a lot of products that do that. But I think it's really interesting if they can benchmark this yeah. against truly, like, okay, what is a flower yeah. shop that does this kind of volume yeah. do? And in the zip code, like that's really really interesting. I think there was yep. more more thing um, before we talk about the keynote because I know you love the keynote. Yeah. Something about um, for practice management, it was similar to uh, practice ignitions type thing, some sort of engagement letters or some level of that. Oh, I missed that. Okay, sorry. I I think I think, and this is like you <laughs> go to the, after an hour and a half of announcements, you start to lose track of what's there. But I think they're starting to insert um, introduce some low level of engagement letters so the engagement contract mm-hmm. so where you can send that out a QBO quickbooks online uh, account edition you can engage your client maybe get them to agree on the scope of the work and then that comes back somehow <laughs> but i think um time to the past guys it's it's really just enough for somebody who's never done it before yeah. and then but something like past ignition or tools going to be way deeper to have changes in the contract so, but i think they're tiptoeing in those waters well finally we got to talk about the keynote because I, I thought the keynote was great it was great. It was great. And I don't think I've seen a keynote like that
1: at Accountants Day before. So this was um let's see, uh, Vin Gyeong. So he's a magician who came to speak about showmanship and communication to accountants, which I thought was great. Being a musician myself, I've I've taken a lot of what I learned as a musician and applied it to sales or applied it to running a practice. And I think I think that any job where you have to be on stage in front of people is going to teach you a lot. Uh, especially, you know, and, and Vin said this: uh, accountants are becoming advisors. Right? This is, and that you know, this is a cliche at this point, uh, but showmanship is really important when you become an advisor because if you can't communicate effectively if you can't persuade people if you can't make them listen to you then it doesn't matter what you're saying yep. so i thought those that, that it was really cool that that into brought him in uh, he had some great uh great lessons Well, Well,
0: well, I mean, before we kind of talk about those lessons, he was really leading this back to a magician. So you you can have all the technical magician skills in the world, but if you can't do that psychological kind of part and communicate properly, it doesn't matter. And it's kind of the same thing. You can have tons of information about numbers. You can know all the numbers, but if you can't communicate them properly to your client, it's just not going to matter. You're not going to be able to look magical to your
1: client. So uh, the five takeaways he gave us, uh, in terms of just, just basic communication, um, rate, right? So this is what the speed at which you speak. So if you're speaking slowly or quickly, uh, volume, varying your volume is really important, right? So uh, you've got to, sometimes you got to be quiet. Sometimes you have to be loud and get excited, right? Hopefully we're doing that on the podcast to keep you engaged and interested. That was my take on this. I'm like, oh, I should pay attention to some of these. What are the rest? Uh, we had
0: pitch, and pitch is an interesting one because he kind of related to uh, melody. Like you cannot remember all the words in your favorite book on one page, but you can remember the same number of words if they're in a song. Yep. And it's because of that uh, pitch in the so melody. Maybe we should sing the podcast. David,
1: <laughs> you have the musical
0: background, <laughs> not me.
1: Uh, Tonality—that means feeling your words, right? So uh, uh, stretching them out, uh, elongating those vowels, uh, really showing that you love accounting. Did I do that right? I, I think, think so. I, I yeah, think I yeah, dug And that. that's
0: one I think I feel like I've always done okay with. But the next one is the one I'm horrible at, which is the pause. Because you say, um, so, I'll say, lots of things like that to fill that space. Yeah. And just, he, he really said just practice pausing because it'll make you naturally stop naturally stop saying, um, so, what's the other things people say? What do you say, Blake, when you uh, pause? Right. Right, yeah.
1: All those words that you don't want to say. Uh, like? Like and it gives your customer or client the opportunity to speak, which is important because we don't always do the best uh, job of listening.
0: Um, The other big takeaway, I think you didn't really know, was the kind of the lesson of sometimes there's something that seems impossible and you can't just attack it, you just have to take one little step because you don't know what step two is going to be until you take step one. And I think that was a bigger take, a, a huge takeaway that was, more mental right and if you could take that first step you know what to do next but don't try to figure out step two and step three because it's almost impossible just take step one and that's probably like the journey of the cloud just take that first step automate something try some app and uh, go from there i think that's it that's day
1: one which is very exhausting we should do this again (laughs) tomorrow by the way we'll be back tomorrow with takeaways from the main day of quickbooks connect until then this is blake oliver and david leary signing off bye guys